You are listening to audio from New Life Foursquare. For more information about our church, you can visit us online at newlifefoursquare.org. We had an awesome worship team, and it's great to see Vanessa up and everybody like that. Uh, so um, this is behind me. I'm just going to move that out of the way because I feel I'm going to step into it because I move around a, a fair bit. Well, uh, Pastor Ken is going to move into a theme of blessing uh, and generosity in uh, the coming months, I believe. And so this is like a hinge sermon. It's about what is blessing? Blessing is really, really confused topic. And it's a corrupted topic. So uh, in the past, uh, they would say, you have to go to this holy place and have this holy man shake a rattle over you and you would be blessed. Right? And now they say, oh, you've got to go to this anointed preacher on television and send him $100 and you will be blessed. Right? Or they'll come up with some other scam. You've got to buy holy water and throw it on your Bible and wave it around your head seven times and you will be blessed. Now, there's so much humbug. There is so much nonsense about the idea of blessing out there that I thought I would go and clarify it for your spiritual freedom because the people are putting chains on us, lies and chains, to tell us that we need to be blessed. I'll, I'll give you Ephesians 1, 3. We have all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You have them, right? You have them already in Jesus. You are blessed because you're in Christ and you appropriate your blessings by faith. God does not sell blessings, right? The TV preachers say, if you give them money, you're going to get the blessing, whoa, right? That's selling God's blessings. It's called simony and it's wrong and it's wicked. Okay, so God doesn't sell blessings. He has them all in Jesus and we receive them by faith. And you are also sons of Abraham through faith in Christ Jesus and you have the blessings of Abraham. And the blessings of God overcome all the curses in your life and we call that redemption. God loves you, God likes you, and God wants to bless you. God loves you, believe this, God likes you just as you are. If he can put up with me, he can put up with you, right? So he likes you just as you are, and he wants to bless you. And we're going to talk about how blessing works, how you can receive it, and how you can be blessed to be a blessing around this world as you move into 2018. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are the God of all comfort. You are the God of all blessing. And in your name, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you bless us in 2018 and you've blessed us in 2017. So now, Lord, I ask that you will open our spiritual eyes, that you will open our spiritual ears, that we will hear from heaven and we will be blessed. We ask that your words will change our lives now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, what is blessing? We find the, the blessing on the human race in Genesis 1, 28. And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. Now, be fruitful is in yourself. You're fruitful. Your life works. You're, you're, if you're a, an artist, you do great artwork. It's fruitful artwork. If you're an author, you're, you write great books. If you're a surgeon, you do great surgery. Uh, you are fruitful in all your endeavors. You're, like, you're not barren. You're not wasting away. You're not like a tree that's dry as a stick. You're fruitful in your life. Productivity, goodness, and joy. 
Multiplication is exponential increase without much effort. So you go 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. You're going up like this. You're multiplying and your, your business is expanding. Your school, if you're managing a school, is expanding. Your borders are increasing, as in the prayer of Jabez. You are multiplying and going outward. And dominion means you're in charge, right? Dominion means your word counts. When you say do it, people do it. You have dominion. You can rebuke the devil. You can rebuke the demons. You have authority over your life, and you can get it arranged the way you want. Instead of everything bossing you around, instead of being under the circumstances, you're over the circumstances, and you're in charge. So when Israel behaved, when Israel obeyed the commandments of the Lord, Israel had dominion and had peace over the surrounding nations. But when Israel disobeyed God, it lost dominions and it got raided by the Philistines and the Malachites and all these other people. So these are in order. First you become fruitful, then you multiply, and then you have dominion over things. Uh, okay, here's my little graph that I drew. Right, See so the blue line up there, that's someone who's blessed. Uh, along the horizontal, that's the amount of effort you put in. So a lot over here, this guy here, uh, he puts in at the end 10 units of effort, and he gets 50 units of results out. So he's, he's, he's doing really well. The brown line, that's the ordinary person. He puts in 10 units of effort and he gets 10 units of results. He gets what he puts in, he gets out. The person under the curse, the grey line, going up and down randomly. Now, he, there's no correlation between effort and result for the person who's cursed. They work and work and work and work and they get nowhere. Their life is broken, it goes from one bad circumstance to the next bad circumstance to the next bad circumstance. Now, if you believe your life has been cursed through some generational sin or something you've done or something that's happened, then you need to come and see me afterwards uh, and I will talk to you about how to break curses off your life and how to experience the blessing of God because that is, some people just go from uh, uh, disaster to disaster. Okay. So this is the, what we want is we want to be on the blue line. We want to be on the blessed line. We want to be going up and up in, uh, in peanuts, you know, Lucy and peanuts there, right? One of the cartoons she said is, well, I don't understand why life is up and down. Why can't it be up and upper up and upper, upper up? And I like Lucy. That, I think, I think that that's the way to go. I want my life to go up and up and up and get better and better. Okay, so... We are already blessed, chosen, and beloved. If you are born again, if you are in God's kingdom, God has chosen you for salvation and for eternal life. He has reached out from heaven and he said, okay, you, you think you're ordinary, but to me you're special. You are my beloved and you're chosen to be with me in heaven and I'm going to get you there. And, and God has already blessed, chosen, and uh, you're his beloved. You already have all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Now in your, uh, in your handouts, which you should have there, you should have a whole stack of Bible verses. And you're going to go back and you're going to look at those Bible verses later because those Bible verses are key to blessings. I don't have the time to get through all of them. But Ephesians 1 is really, really important. And it's in Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, 
And in verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You are accepted by God. If you are a child of God, if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are accepted by God. You don't have to make yourself acceptable to God. You don't have to go to Bible college. You don't have to wear a suit. You don't have to speak a certain way, walk a certain way, talk a certain way. The moment that you gave your life to Jesus, you became accepted to God, and you are acceptable just as you are. And nextly, we have the blessings of Abraham and our sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Before Ephesians, we have Galatians. Let's go to Galatians 3. Again, that's a whole chapter you want to read later on. So verse 9, so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So if you have faith in Jesus, you're blessed with Abraham. You're a son of Abraham. Abraham was mightily blessed. You have the same faith of Abraham, and you are blessed along with him. Uh, So let's just pause there for a second. You are not blessed by anything that's magical mumbo-jumbo. You are blessed through faith in Christ Jesus. And God's arm of love and faith, because he likes you, he loves you, he has plans for you, he has a future and a hope for you, that is why you are blessed. Okay. Uh, And so you are now sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And verse 29, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, that's Abraham's child, And heirs according to the promise. You are going to inherit the kingdom of God. You are going to inherit marvelous and wonderful things. And he wants, God wants to bless you. Next, this is a controversial slide. Some of you are going to disagree with it. Firstly, we are blessed apart from our works. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 4. This is a chapter that very few people get. It's so counterintuitive. It's so against all the religious mumbo-jumbo. Let's have a look at it. For, well, apart from our, Romans 4, 3 to 5. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as a debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly... His faith is accounted for righteousness. In other words, you don't earn blessing. Right? You don't earn blessing. The old Catholic doctrine, okay, you work, you work, you work, you get so much merit, you get up to this many merits, point, and bing, you get a miracle. Right? That is heresy. That is nonsense. Right? Back in the days of Martin Luther, they said, Okay, we're going to put around the offering plate, and if you put enough in there, your grandmother will jump out of purgatory. Right? And if you put more money in the, the, the offering plate, you can never even commit adultery because your sin is covered by your money. That is a lie. You don't earn blessing. It doesn't come from your works. It doesn't come from anything that you work for. Blessing is not a wage that God gives you. It's a gift that he gives you. Through faith in Christ Jesus. Now what's even more astonishing, we're blessed even if we sin. Now I'm not encouraging you to sin. Go back to Pastor Ken and say, Pastor John said I could go and sin. No, I did not. But we're blessed even if we sin, otherwise God's got no one to bless. Because we're all sinners. 
Right? If God only blessed perfect people, he wouldn't have anyone to bless it. Because he's love, he wants to bless people. Okay, let's go Romans 4, 5 to 8. But to, uh, yeah, uh, but to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. What? Let, let's, what's that phrase? God justifies the who? The ungodly. Asebius in the Greek. It's the worst kind of person. It's the person right out of the gutter who has no morals at all. God justifies the ungodly. Uh, his faith is accounted for righteousness, just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. So I hear these people doing lawless deeds and they're sinning and God says, it's okay. I, I love you and I'm forgiving your sins. That is shocking. That is shocking to me because all my life, I've been the good little boy. I'm the, go I'm the boy that studied when everyone else was goofing around. I was the elder brother. I've never done drugs. I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never been to a wild party in my life, even as a non-Christian. Right? I, I was straight and honest even as an unbeliever. I was Paul, the Pharisee of Pharisees, before I was saved. Right? I am so boring, it is unbelievable. Right? And for me, it's like, but why did you, that heroin addict over there, and suddenly you blessed him, right? You know, I'm the older brother at the feast saying, look, he did all blah, 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 and I don't like this. Right? I was afflicted with spiritual envy for a while over this, and I've got over the issue, right? Uh, but God blesses the ungodly. He takes criminals and crooks out of the gutter and blesses them and turns their lives around. Yeah. So God does that. We are blessed by faith. We are blessed by faith alone, just as Abraham was, staying in Romans 4, going from verses 13 to 24. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is made of no effect because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered because of our offenses and raised because of our justification. We are blessed by faith alone. Abrahamic faith leads us to blessing. What kind of blessing? Okay. Firstly, we have an, in, an eternal 
inheritance. This, let's go to Matthew 25, 34. Matthew 25:34. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It's no use being blessed only in this life. If you have a huge house and many cars and a big business and everything, and then you die and it all goes up in smoke. Right? It's not a case of he who dies with the most toys is the most blessed. If you don't inherit the kingdom of God, your blessings burn up. And I'm 61, and I don't need any more possessions. I've got enough junk. <laughs> right? The blessings I want are peace and quiet and joy and good experiences and things like that. Right? And they are the blessings of God, and I want my eternal inheritance, uh, uh, and I'm looking forward to the kingdom of God. Uh, and then secondly, the main blessing is the Holy Spirit. And it says, in Galatians 3, it says that the, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, that is, the Holy Spirit. Now, how is the Holy Spirit the main blessing? Because without the Holy Spirit, you cannot enjoy the other blessings in your life. Because the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, etc. If you don't have joy, and the Holy Spirit gives you joy... You can be sitting there in the big hotel in the middle of nowhere and you're miserable because you don't have the Holy Ghost in your heart. Right? The Holy Ghost gives you the ability to be patient with your family, which makes your family life blessed. Right? The Holy Spirit gives you love in your heart and it helps you to see the good things in your life. Without the Holy Ghost, the accuser gets into our head and we only see the bad things in our life. So when we, the Holy Spirit helps us to kick the devil out of our head so instead of seeing all the negatives and we turn on the TV, we see the news and we see all the negatives, right? Holy Spirit helps us to see the positives. So the Holy Spirit brings the blessing and helps you to become the person you want to become. And who we become is more important than what we own, right? Who you become is more important than what you own. It's no use having a Rolls-Royce Phantom 8 uh, which is a nice big, you know, $800,000 car or whatever it is. Uh, it's no use having that if inside you're mean, you're nasty, you're full of gr uh, grumpy, envious behaviour. So let's look at Matthew 6, since we're in Matthew, Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Okay. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God has you in process. He wants you to become like Jesus, and when you're like Jesus, you will experience a depth of content in your heart, and you will know you are blessed. You will experience the awareness of blessing as you walk with the Lord. But if you don't become like Jesus, if you become like the world, the world is always discontent. It's always more, 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 I need this bit of bling and then I will be happy, right? But when you become like Jesus, as, God, as you submit to God's process in your life, you will be aware of your blessing. You will be aware of God's love. You'll be able to walk in it and you will find a strange contentment in the middle of life, and you will say, wow, I really am blessed. 
People around you mightn't see it, but you will know that you are blessed. Okay, so some strange blessings, blessings that pay off later on. It says, being persecuted for Christ's sake. Jesus says, rejoice and be glad when men speak evil of you. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> uh, rejoice and be evil, because great is your reward in heaven. That is a blessing that's not going to pay off this year or next year. But when you stand before the throne of God and they say, well done, good and faithful servant, you endured the mocking and scorn of this world. You walked through the dark valley and you came out okay and now you're getting a great reward and you were blessed because you were persecuted for the sake of the gospel. And the apostles, when they were beaten in the book of Acts, rejoiced that they'd been counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. Being called into ministry, Peter says, but we have left all to follow you. And he says, but in the, in the uh, resurrection, when all things are restored, you will receive a hundred times as much, lands, fields, houses, etc. So when you're called into ministry, when you leave everything to follow God, God has a blessing for you for that that you may never see in this life. There are lots of good faithful pastors, especially in the Midwest and many in the uh, developing world, who, who do not see uh, much uh, financial fruit for their for the ministry. And they struggle all their life. But they will be rewarded uh, and they will get the hundredfold uh, at, at the resurrection. Long-term faithfulness. Well done, good and faithful servant. These are the people that plot along, plot along, plot along, do God's work and they are faithful and then God gives them the world and they are blessed and they are blessed in eternity. Okay, there are different pathways to blessings. Jabez uh, in uh, Chronicles, he prays uh, and he gets uh, the blessing of a comfortable life without pain. Paul, he had the blessing of an adventurous life filled with glory. You wouldn't look at Paul's life and say, oh, that guy's really blessed. You go like, oh, I'm dodging that, Paul. You can do that. Bye-bye. <laughs> right? That's our inclination. But he knew he was blessed. He was in the right place. He was doing God's work. He was seeing God's results. He was writing the New Testament epistles. And we remember him 2,000 years later. Abraham, the blessing of a life of faith and sacrifice. He was a nobleman in the Ur. He walked out of Ur to find the one true God and the land that God had prepared for him. Uh, and, and he put away from idols and he sacrificed and he sacrificed and God blessed him and made him the father of all the faithful. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a very, very wealthy tax collector and he meets Jesus and Jesus forgives his sins and says, salvation has come to this house and then he gives his money away. So he got blessed, but he gave his money away after he was blessed. He actually went sort of negative financially, right? But, but he saw the importance of God's forgiveness as more important than the money he had accumulated through his unrighteous acts as a tax collector and thug and bully. Okay, so let's get to the important thing. You want to know how to get blessed, right? How do we activate God's blessing? You activate the blessings by faith. Uh, you take this book called the Bible and you believe the Bible. You believe in God and you believe in Jesus. You believe that God's taking care of you even when you open the bills and it's before the end of the month and you look at your bank account and it goes, oh, what's this happening to us again for? <laughs> All right? 
And you've got to say, God is faithful and he will get you through this. Right? God will bless you and you've got to believe that God is your provider, he's your guider, he's your truth, he's your saviour, he saved your soul and through all the ups and downs of all my years of ministry and all the crazy adventures I've been through, God is faithful and when I believe, I'm blessed. But when I cave into fear, when I cave into doubt, when I cave into, well, God, blah, 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 and do one of my big self-pity things, blessing doesn't happen. Right? I've got to believe. I've got to believe in order to receive, and I've got to believe what the Word says the blood does. I've got to believe that God's at work in my life through faith in Christ Jesus, and, and because I'm in Christ Jesus, God guards me, God takes care of me, and God's going to take care of you as well as long as you're in Christ Jesus. And you walk holy with God, and it will work out. You don't get blessed by taking shortcuts. You get blessed by walking in integrity and faith. Right? Now, there's a lot of people that go, oh, all I've got to do is do this, this, this is my immigration, and blah, 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 blah. And I can be tricky. No. <laughs> right? You can't do that. You've got to trust God with your finances, with your immigration, with your kids, with your medical conditions and all these other things. And you are blessed by faith. Faith is hard work, which is why we want some mumbo-jumbo, because mumbo-jumbo is easier than faith. Buying the holy water from the guy on TV and sprinkling it over a dollar bill or something sounds a lot easier, right, than actually believing God with our heart and mind and strength. Right? Believing is hard. Now, I have the gift of faith, which is why I go out and do missionary work. I, God has given me the gift of faith, but I can say, even as well, someone with the gift of faith, I still say faith is hard work. Really believing that God's going to turn up is hard work. We tend to blow up before we, you know, we tend to short-circuit our fuse before faith has done its work. And you've got to be patient, you've got to believe, and you've got to walk into your inheritance. So we deactivate blessings by unbelief. James 1, 5 to 8 says, uh, If any man lets, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and it will give, be given to him freely and without reproach, but let him not doubt. For such a person is a double-minded man, uh, uh, tossed around as the waves of the sea, and receives nothing from the Lord. So if you are double-minded, if you're always believing than unbelieving, believing than unbelieving, stop it. Be single-minded and decide to believe. Now, I'll give you a secular example of how I decided to believe it. I hope this doesn't sound boastful, but this is nerdy kind of my nerdy kind of existence. When I was in grade 7, I decided to, to study Einstein's theory of relativity. I'm 12 years old, right? So I get out Einstein's book on relativity, and of course I had some difficulty with the maths. So I decided that I would believe Einstein even though I didn't understand the maths. I said, I'm going to believe this and later on the maths will make sense to me. So I believed it and I understood it and I was asked to give a 45-minute lecture on it when I was 12 years old. Right? Because I believed Einstein and believed the content of the book, I was able to understand and proceed in that. Okay? I told you it was boring. Okay? Uh, and so... That the uh, so I by able to I had to decide to believe, and this was a long time before I was a Christian. Right? You have to decide 
to believe the Bible. You don't have to wait until it makes sense to you. You don't have to wait until it feels good in your heart. You don't have to wait till someone gives you the authoritative word from the pulpit to believe it. You have to decide, I'm believing this book. Right? And you have to make the decision because life's confusing. And you have to decide to believe in the midst of all the confusion and mess of your life, I'm going to believe. Right? And you do that. You make the tough decision. Okay. The other thing that short circuits God's blessing is unloving behavior. 2 Peter 3, 7 says, Husbands, treat your wives with respect or something like that because if you don't, God won't hear your prayers. Okay? So if you're mean to your wife, God's mean to you. And it says elsewhere, if you're nasty to the poor, God won't hear your needs when you cry out. Right? And the rule of thumb is God treats us as we treat others. So that's a rule right throughout the Bible. You look at it. God is, God is merciful to those who are merciful. Right? He draws close to the humble but is far from the proud. So if you want to be blessed, be a blessing. Be generous. Be kind. Be nice to those relatives that annoy you. Right? Be, extend and, and help people outside of your boundaries because if you're unloving, if you're selfish, if you're stingy, if you're mean, you're cutting off the root of your blessings. Okay. Now, to get hold of blessings, you have to persist. Jacob wanted blessing desperately and even wrestled with God and prevailed. So he's wrestling there with the angel and he, and he says, okay, I want blessing. I want it and I'm going to wrestle with you all night and finally God touches his hip and he's wounded and he limps off, but he got his blessing from God. Now, uh, you may think, I'm okay, I don't need blessing, I'm big enough, I'm strong enough, I'm smart enough, I don't really need blessing, I'll sort of pray for it occasionally and, 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 and that's fine. In that case, you'll end up with the brown line. You put in 10 units of effort and you'll get 10 units back and it'll be fine and you will be normal. But who wants to be normal? Right? Who doesn't want their herds increasing like Jacob got? Right? Who doesn't want big blessings and, and future and things and had to have a destiny? Go and ask God for blessing. Humble yourself before him and say, Lord, I cannot do this life on my own. I need your blessing. I need that. I want to be up on the blue line. I want to be up where things are going really well and I'm getting things accomplished. Let's not stop bouncing around on the ocean of emotion all right, and start getting into the blessing of the Lord and just when God says, do this and you'll be blessed, make this little decision over here and you'll be blessed. Go and, and help that person and you'll be blessed and listen for God's voice of blessing. Right? Uh, and, and say... I hunger for it and thirst for it and want it because I tell you, the older I get, the more I realize I need it. Right? I need the blessing of the Lord. Jesus sometimes made people persist before he blessed them. It was the woman with the demon-possessed daughter and he gave her all these rude answers and he, she kept persisting, saying, but even the dogs get the crumbs from under the table. He says, you've answered well. Your daughter is released. The blind men, he'd make them chase along the road again and again. So Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And okay, your, your sight is healed. Over and over again, he makes people chase after blessing. He doesn't want to just give it out like candy. Right? So he wants you to chase after blessing in 2018 because it will make a difference in your life. You, he wants the, the power of God hovering over your life 
making your circumstances fall into place through the powerful blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, God will give you the blessings that are suited for you. The blessing that's suitable for me would be if I got some nice tickets to a classical concert at Disney Hall. That would be nice, but you'd probably be bored to tears. <laughs> you'd probably want some rock concert or something like that. Right? But God suits the blessing to you. He knows the people that you need in your life to encourage you. He knows the friends that you need. He knows the house and the car that you need. He, know, he knows the, the job that you need. And, and, and you ask him for the blessings that are right for you. Right? I don't need a Rolls Royce. I really don't. Right? I'm not interested in that. I am interested in adventure. I am interested in experiences. I am interested in having a nice holiday now and then. I am interested in fulfilling work and God giving me creative ideas to put in books that I've just finished another e-book called The Spiritual Continuum. Uh, I'm interested in having that, uh, being uh, able to encourage pastors in the developing. Well, that's my kind of blessing. Right? Now, you have a different kind of blessing. And your, your blessings are fine for you. right? And he's got a plan for you to be blessed and you're going to push your way into that through faith. Okay, through faith. Okay. Okay, an attitude of gratitude. We need to live life as people have already been blessed. One of the things that gets in our way of blessing is ingratitude and materialism and say, well, you know, I'm not really blessed. I'm, I'm just living in America when the rest of the world's starving to death. <laughs> right? I mean, you are blessed. You're blessed to be here, right? You're blessed to be in a free country and not in Iran or something like that. We need to live as people have already been blessed. If you're saved, if you're redeemed, if you've got the Holy Ghost in your heart, you're already blessed. Right? You have to say, yes, Lord, I'm blessed, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm blessed, Lord. Thank you for the blessings I've got, and please add some more. Right? Yes, Lord, I'm blessed, Lord. Okay. Our covetousness gets in the way of appreciating these blessings. The Colossians 3.5 calls covetousness idolatry. When you say, I don't have an iPhone 10, my life's meaningless, you're an idolater. Right? Because you're putting that iPhone ahead of God. Now, I like technology, but I've got enough technology. I've got more than I can look after. Right? But, okay, like some things, you're allowed to like your gadgets, you know, ladies, you're allowed to like your jewellery and all that kind of stuff. But coveting it and putting it in front of God, so if you don't have X, then God's no good, that's idolatry. And it, it will take your eye off God. You'll look at your sister-in-law's house and say, oh, her granite countertops are so good, and I don't have those granite tops. God's not good to me. Now that is covetousness, right? right? You've got to get past that. And have an attitude of gratitude for what you've got and be content with what the Lord's given you. Okay. Thankfulness has a huge role as well. Give thanks uh, uh, for this is God's will. Give thanks at all things for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which is uh, a good verse there. There's plenty of verses here. I want you to go back and study the verses that you've got in your bulletin. Okay. Philippians... 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
So when you're anxious, when you're not feeling blessed, when life is just full of stress, go to God, put your prayer points before Him with sincerity. You're allowed to tell God that you're stressed. Right? Say, God, I'm stressed about this matter or that. Put them to a prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And gradually you'll get the peace of God and God will say, okay, I've heard you, I'm going to take care of that situation for you. Now rest and be at peace. You've got to pray it through until you're at peace. And then you say, okay, I've got God's blessing on this. It's going to work out. Okay, final slide. Well, worship team, you can come up. Abraham was blessed in order to be a blessing. What sort of blessing can you be to family, friends, the church, and those in need? Okay, so you are blessed in order to be a blessing. In this season in the church, we're going to be talking about generosity of being kind and what we did over Christmas with those little things on the trees. I've forgotten the name of it. Uh, those kind of things when we're being a blessing to other people, a blessing to those in need, a blessing to the, to the hungry, the thirsty, to those that, that need help from God, we are blessed in order to be a blessing. Now, you've got to be blessed before you can be a blessing. right? God's got to pour it out before you can give it out. So you've got to ask God for blessing, not just so that you can be proud, so that you can look better than other people. And I don't think anyone here wants to be proud. But uh, God, isn't, God is going to bless you so you can overflow in abundance, in good works, whenever he wants. Okay? So ask God to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Now, as the worship team prays, I'm going to ask and I'm, for people that feel they really, really need to be blessed this year to stand up, and I'm going to pray over you for blessing. Okay? So if you feel in your heart you need God's blessings in 2018, stand up, and I'm going to pray over you. Everybody stand up. Okay. All right. You all need blessings. Okay. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, oh, Heavenly Father, bless these people through faith. Cause their hearts to believe that they will receive all they cry out to you for in 2018. Lord, I bless them. I bless them with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. I bless them through faith in Christ Jesus. I bless them with the blessings of Abraham. For these are your children. They are sons of Abraham through faith in Christ Jesus. Pour out your blessings. For those whose lives are miserable and cursed and troublesome every day, I pray that you'll break off the curse now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the devil has no more authority. And as you outbless the curse over Israel, outbless the curse that is over some lives in this room. Lord, be unleashed. Lord, let your love be unleashed. Lord, let your mercy be unleashed. Bless us despite our works. Bless us despite our sins. Forgive us. Wash us. Meet our needs. We are helpless before you in this life. We need your blessing or we will not make it, O oh God. Pick up your children. Take them up. Wash them clean by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put them before your throne and look on them with love and bless them this year. Turn it around for all of us, O oh God. Turn it around. Let your Holy Spirit dwell in our hearts. Let this year be a year of blessing. We pray.
Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from New Life Foursquare, located in Harbor City and Norwalk, California. Feel free to make copies of this audio to share with others, but please do not charge for those copies or change the content in any way without permission. For more information, you can visit us online at newlifefoursquare.org.